Welcome back to the Cairo London podcast. Today we've got Brad Taylor, chiropractor down in Kew. He is originally from South Africa, but he made the move over to the UK to study chiropractic at the AECC College, the chiropractic college down in Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, he's uh, hanging out down in Kew with Dr. Paul Danford, and he lives and works in the community down there, and he shares quite a bit about what's going on down there. So sit back, have a bit of a listen about this. You'll also hear about the fact that he did his first half Ironman this year. So yeah, he's branching out and pushing his body to some new limits. So anyway, just enjoy the chat we've had with Brad. Uh, you know, let's introduce you. You're Brad Taylor, Bradley Taylor. Do you prefer Bradley or Brad? I don't don't really mind. I think most people call me Brad and that's kind of what I'm used to, but there's a recent habit of more people calling me Bradley, and at first it was quite uncomfortable, but now it's okay. Used to. Mm. Isn't there that like movie star guy called Bradley someone or other? Maybe that's the thing. Bradley Cooper, yeah. That's Bradley one. Cooper. <laughs> maybe, maybe the name Bradley has been morphed <laughs> into something different. Anyway, we digress. Um, you're currently in the Q office, right? Yeah, here we are. Uh, and uh, for those that don't know, that is basically closer to Richmond, as in Richmond train station. I guess if you're using that as a uh, as a location, then uh, Q. But you're basically right on the doorstep there of Q Gardens and um, and Richmond. So yeah, nice. Yeah, it's really it's a lovely area. I mean, Richmond is a lot to offer, and it's uh, yeah, it's a nice place. Now, we, we should sometimes interact with some of uh, your fans, mate. Uh, there's Tom Smith uh, giving a wave uh, all the way from Wales, I think. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, dude? <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, um, I've done a few of these things now and they all end up as podcasts. Uh, I don't know if you clocked the one I did the other day where I interviewed a guy who was sat on Manly Beach as the sun was rising. Wow. No, I, I saw the uh, the advert for it, but I haven't watched the episode yet. But yeah, fantastic. In Australia, proper. Yeah. So that was our sort of proper international thing. But uh, had, you, Haven't you had another another Australian last week as well, uh, or the week before as well, haven't you? Well, we're obviously interviewing Aussies within our group, but um, no, I think um, no, it was the first time we kind of like tested the internet to travel all the way to Australia and back again. And yeah, it just works obviously these days without us even having to think about it. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, hey mate, look, it's not about me, it's about you. <laughs> um, but anyway, look, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Um, actually, because this is one thing I'm still not 100% clear on anyway. Uh, you grew up in South Africa. And I did. What, just tell the story. What, what actually, um, where did you grow up? How did you end up in the UK? So uh, I started off, well, yeah, I grew up in Johannesburg and went to school there and high school. And when I was about 15, my dad actually moved to the UK and we started, um, myself and my siblings started coming over to visit him a fair bit um, during like yeah, our uh, late sort of teenage years. Um, sort of got a liking to the UK and sort of liked how things worked here. Um, and then, so finished off the rest of my school, um, sort of high school career there in South Africa. 
and yeah I was kind of wanting to move abroad and go and see what like life was in you know, another country and decided to make the move over to England and I spent about sort of six to nine months just uh sort of figuring out what I wanted to do and um sort of working and obviously because the school years are slightly different so we uh similar to us how we start the year the school year in January and finish in uh finish in December so yeah that was I kind of had a sort of forced um nine or uh, nine or ten months off uh, from when I would be sort of finishing school and starting university so I just did some traveling and did some work and yeah then ended up uh, studying chiropractic so yeah, that was kind of the transition. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty big leap. You kind of uh, arrived in the new country, a um, little bit uncertain as to what to do. Um, you say your, your old man had a place over here at that point, though. Yeah, so my dad had been living here for sort of four, four or five years already. Okay. Um, we we had been over a fair bit just uh, like on hol- for holidays and stuff just to spend some time with him. Um, so I kind of knew a bit about the UK and like what life was like, but obviously had never really lived here for an extended time. And that was uh, before I started uni was that kind of experience. Um, so um, remind me, uh, I don't know if you said it, but uh, what town in South Africa did you grow up in? Johannesburg. Johannesburg, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's, uh, you got family back there still? Yeah, I do. So actually since, uh, since then, since I've been here, my dad's actually immigrated back to South Africa. My mum lived there as well, and pretty much the whole the whole family's there, um, bar, bar my grandmother who lives in PE, which is on the Eastern Cape, um, and and cousins who who live uh, overseas, but or uh, family aunts and uncles that live overseas. But yeah, most of us are back in South Africa, and uh, yeah. It's a th- and so, what's the vibe like in Joburg these days? Like, is it because you know you hear various things? Um, you know, a lot of guy, a lot of South African guys end up in London, sort of suggesting maybe lifestyle isn't that great over there. Um, what's what's your you obviously got your finger on the on the pulse there? What 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 is actually happening? Yeah, I guess like there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons to living in South Africa, and I think like the for me the sort of um, well, let's just start with the fact that obviously um, there's a lot of difference to the UK. So starting off with, I mean, the, the weather is fantastic and the scenery and the natural aspects really good. And there's a lot of like kind of a lot you can do and a lot that you can see and, and travel and, and go and experience. And that's like amazing. Um, also having family and friends and growing up there, like that's a, all sort of push factors to sort of stay. Um, but obviously I think the sort of... Um, the cons to living there are of uh, Johannesburg, especially is kind of like quite an, um, there's that safety element to it. So you've got to think about like what, um, yeah, like what lifestyle you want to live in terms of, do you want to live in a gated community or do you want to be able to just kind of walk, walk to work and walk and not feel in, in, in danger? And I mean, it's very much dependent on where you live in Johannesburg is like, and in terms of safety, but yeah, overall, I think, um, safety is something that you think about a lot more living there. Um, and that's a, a, ma- a lot of people, a lot of South Africans who move away have had a negative experience with um, regards to safety. And fortunately for myself, I've never, I've never experienced anything kind of really bad in, in terms of crime or, or safety. So I've been quite fortunate in that respect. But um, yeah, still is something that is on your mind. Um, 
and other things I think like as well as um I just think like with the history of the country it makes like growing up as a sort of yeah going into the working world like there's different opportunities and I think I feel like the UK presents sort of more opportunities um for myself so um yeah and I've I've wanted to sort of experience a different lifestyle I enjoyed studying here and that's kind of why I've stayed here so we certainly are privileged in um uh in the UK to have a lot of opportunity and I think it's a nice reminder isn't it that uh that certainly I guess a lot of South Africans are reminded, I guess, of, of how privileged you are or we all are to sort of have this opportunity as well. So it's, it's kind of nice just to stop and pause a little bit and sort of be grateful of that sort of scenario. Um, but I, I guess we're also not here to sort of particularly pull apart world economics or politics. So maybe we should crack on with the chiropractic side of things. Um, but that's cool. Thanks for your insight anyway. But, yeah, so where did you study? I studied at the ACC, which is uh, in Bournemouth. Um, I believe both uh, Michael and Dr. Paul, Dr. Michael and Dr. Paul have both also studied there. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, Paul's, uh, Paul's uh, the sort of way more experienced out of us. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've all come from the ACC, a lovely college down in Bournemouth. Bournemouth's obviously a great area and a great part of the country. Um Certainly, uh, Katie Chimes was there too, I think. Oh, what? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And actually, to be fair, probably uh, Dr. Gopal as well. Oh, um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah he was there. Um, and then, yeah, Grant went to the WIOC. Because uh, for those that don't know, there's only, well, sorry, there is actually a, now more, but um, AECC was the traditional place to go and study in Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Then Wales Institute opened up. Mm-hmm. Then I think alongside all of that is the McTimony College of Chiropractic mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Oxford. And then more recently is the London South Bank University um, School of Chiro. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's fairly recent. I think that's in the last sort of year or two. But, yeah, I was uh, I decided to go head down to Bournemouth. I fancied the beach life and, um, yeah, don't regret it. It was a lovely, lovely time down there. Very good. Now, you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, well, I know, but uh, you've ended up, um, your girlfriend is chiropractor, right? She is indeed. She we, is. we should give her a plug. Where is she practicing at the moment? So she's uh, she's over at North Coat Chiropractic um, with the girls yeah, in Clapham. And Very good. yeah, also, also AECC grad. And fortunately for me, it makes uh, getting adjusted regularly quite easy. And um, yeah, lots of commentary on that. So you guys like did the classic hookup at university thing, right? And then um, the rest pretty of much. history. Yeah, pretty much. Like uh, Kiara was actually she graduated one uh, year ahead of me, and yeah, we've uh, we've we met in college, and I think that's a case. The case for like it's quite common actually over in Bournemouth with the uh, <laughs> cultures and uh, finding out a bit more about the uh, how yeah different different cultures, different people. But. Yeah, yeah no, because um, I think it's always been a melting pot of kind of Europe, hasn't it? You know, um, I think back in the day when Paul was graduating from there in 1982, it was the only chiropractic college in the whole of Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's still 
sort of feels like that in some ways, like when you, you're there and it's just a, it's a crazy diversity of people. It's really quite a special environment actually to study in where you have just like, I think it's only sort of 40% British. So you just have this huge pot of people from all over the world and you get exposed mm. to all of these different cultures. And I think like unique in, in some respects when you compare it to places like Weok, where Weok's more like on a university campus and is, is, is in the same, or you're basically, you're mixed among like many other courses, whereas like the ACC, you're, every, everyone on that campus is a chiropractor. Mm. So you're kind of like, you're mixing with a lot more people from different years and, um, and you kind of, yeah. it's like being at high school, but a different sort of scenario and lots of different cultures. It's so nice. Cool. So, um, okay. I was going to ask you, tell us a bit about this clinic that I've got down there in AECC. So, uh, how long ago did they build this student clinic? Cause obviously to become a chiropractor, you have to do that crazy thing, which you get asked about all the time, which is how did you learn to do that adjusting thing? And, uh, it must have not been easy to learn the neck move, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, tell us about the clinic. What have they, when did they set that up? Well, I think, I, I believe the the clinic's been around for quite some time. I'm sure, like, they've had to have some kind of student clinic since it's, since it's really open. But I, yeah. the the latest addition to the clinic, I, I believe, has come into the picture in the last, I'm not sure on the exact date, but in the last sort of 12 or 15 years, it's kind of come into the picture. Um, and that's, so it's a separate building. It's, like, quite, it's actually quite a, quite massive. It's probably... I would say there's somewhere around like 20 to 30 sort of individual treatment rooms. There's like, um, yeah, massive sort of rehab facility. And um, there's a huge volume of people who are kind of going through there and like a lot of students also um, getting involved in, and seeing people. So it's a great, and, great facility. And is it just chiropractic? Because I know they've yeah. got that radiology wing, which is kind of slightly separate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right on that one. Yeah, so that's – it's. I guess they they are doing like so. They, there's an ultrasound school attached as well, and that's actually in a separate clinic. Um, they have the radiology department, which kind of um, which is doing some uh, courses and whatnot. But a lot of the chiropractors or the chiropractic students are actually using that on their own clients and then uh, or their own patients. And then um, they also have the open uh, upright MRI machine, which is a pretty pretty cool piece of equipment as well that they have there. Um, so that's obviously different to the normal sort of tunnel thing, and you, you're sort of just sitting in a chair between the two walls, and then it, it does the MRI scan from there. Wow. So, because um, I don't think I've ever seen one of those in operation, which is interesting, because obviously the normal MRI, you roll into the tube. Um, this one, what, you sit on a chair for your lumbar spine, do you? Essentially, yeah, and you you're kind of you're on a chair, and then it, it reclines back, and um, yeah. and they they put some blocks in place that kind of keep you nice and still, and you're you're at a at a slight incline, if I if I remember correctly, I had one client who I sort of observed in there, but um, yeah, it, it's pretty good, really cool piece of kit. And the, and the the whole idea is to obviously do a little bit of weight bearing, but also just not to be claustrophobic in that whole thing. Right? I think yeah, I think that's the idea is that you can get those different films as well. You can also you can get the weight bearing stuff, and you can also kind of take that out of the picture as well. Yeah. Mm. So uh, go back to, I think as we breezed over that, what what inspired you to become a chiropractor? And and within the group that I've interviewed so far, it's almost like it's been half and half of people who have actually had some sort of miraculous experience as a kid, or as an adult, uh, and the other half are just like. 
it seemed like a really good profession to be a part of and that's what I want to do, you know. So what, what camp do you fit in? So for me, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, a bit of both, but I had one, I was fortunate enough to have one of those kind of like miraculous chiropractic stories growing up. And that kind of, how that um, sort of played out was I was sort of young and growing quite quickly and doing a lot of sport um, throughout my high school career. And um, I, it was when I was about 15 years old, um, I, I just, I'd been suffering with low back pain for sort of three or four months um, to the point where there were two really distinct sort of moments where, that, I, that I remember really well where like this the one day I was walking down our corridor in, in the boarding house, like after school and someone had just mopped the floors and my foot gave way a little bit. And I was like on the ground, like couldn't, couldn't move sort of almost in tears type of thing. Um, and another, another day where I was um, actually playing a basketball fixture and had finished off for that day. And like, I was scoring for another team. And then I was asked to help fill in for another team that was playing a bit later and pulled in for them and literally throughout that whole second fixture I could not even run up the field like I was just standing on one end of the court getting thrown the ball and trying to put it in the hoop um and like getting in the car after that my mum had to like lift me into the car and like I was just like a 15 year old kid should never be in that type of situation and she was like you know Brad let's let's get you off to the chiropractor and went off to the chiro literally one adjustment and I was like feeling 99% better which was amazing and was this got, someone that she or your family had already attended though yeah so so my my mom was going had been going for regular kind of chiropractic care for a few years um, and she was just was more like on a maintenance type of setup and and she after sort of seeing me like that she was like you know we have to we're gonna have to do something about this and growing up um I was through my high school years I was in a boarding house I wasn't really at home and like an awful lot and I guess when she eventually realized how bad it was, it was like, okay, we need to like, let's get you up to the Cairo and had a fantastic experience with, uh, with that chiropractor, like yeah. got adjusted way better. Um, went a few more times, like it was a bit of a different setup and yeah. Um, then and that was kind of my opening scenario into Cairo. Yeah. And that was in Joburg. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, throughout the rest of my sort of high school time, I've been, I spent a bit more time with like physios and chiros and with different injuries through sports and whatnot. And I, I, I guess as I, with spending all these time with these people, I kind of realized that I really liked the way that they worked. I liked the fact of being able to sort of have a sort of open sort of practice and be able to help people with my hands. And, and I, there was something that I, yeah, like talking to people and just being in that open space. And I, I really liked that kind of way of work and the, what it looked like at least from the outside and i guess that's what motivated me to look into doing a profession like chiropractic or physiotherapy is also something i considered at the beginning um but yeah as we went through the through the course i or through the steps of sort of applying and, and observing people and whatnot a chiropractic sort of stood out a bit more to me um than physio did but yeah and right. here we are and then the rest is history, went yeah. through Bournemouth and out the other side. So um, you've been with Cairo London for a little while now, um, but you're also, we, we touched on the fact that you're in the Q Clinic, um, which is quite cool because of the fact that that's, well, one of the bigger clinics of the group and has the X-ray facility on site, as well as actually it's only one of two places that actually has the sports rehab or the massage stuff going on too, hey? Um, yeah 
yeah, it's a great setup, actually. I really like it. So let's. Uh, I've asked this to everyone. Give us a little bit of a, when someone asks you socially or professionally, what is chiropractic or what the hell does a chiropractor do? What do you normally say? Well, I, I guess I just tell people that um, chiropractics are a healthcare profession concerned with optimizing neuromusculoskeletal function through chiropractic adjustments. So, yeah, just trying to make people function better, I guess, and, and uh, using our hands to do that. And I guess that's the, the, the best part about it, yeah. So go a little bit for those that don't get the concept of or even know what the neuromusculoskeletal system is, try and say that. Um quickly underwater um give us give us more insight so i guess we're we're looking to to get your get your get your muscles bones and nerves functioning the best that they can by um, optimizing the way that they move optimizing the signal that the nerves are emitting throughout your body and receiving through um through various actions that you're doing on a daily basis um, to help regulate sort of healing and inflammatory responses. So different, yeah, healing responses and the way that you kind of, um, yeah, that you function on a daily basis, really like your functions, uh, regulated by your nervous system. Um, so having an effect on that, um, and creating, creating optimum or optimizing that system is, um, ultimately what, what helps people achieve that health and vitality that they're kind of coming in for. That's cool. And, you know, what is it that you see? Uh, because some would argue that, you know, the body's a pretty intelligent thing. Why does it need a chiropractor to help it, uh, you know, help, help out? Because maybe using a bad example of, you know, your local, your, your, our little cats don't need necessarily a chiropractor. They just seem to stretch every morning. Um, why does it that, a, you know, that a human maybe needs something like that? What do you say to that? Well, I think I think that obviously um, humans sort of interacting in today's world, we we're doing a lot of things that we weren't necessarily designed to do. So things like sitting down for eight hours a day, or or um, yeah, like do, doing that kind of thing. Like we're we're our fine and our body is is designed to take um, force in a sort of vertical vector. And when we're sitting down a lot, especially sitting as an example, we're changing the way that the like the spine curves and the way that force goes through the spine, and um, and also, yeah. So that that in itself is going to create create issues within your system, um, and that in conjunction with um, sort of chemical, emotional, and sort of other physical stresses are going to perpetuate um, symptoms and and I guess a decrease in function throughout your body. So. Um, that's, I guess, what's different to. I'm sure if you if you put a cat in a chair and you made it sit up and like sit all day long, it's not going to be very happy either. Um, you know what? The, up, as as you're saying that, I'm literally thinking that yeah, you're right. Our cats, yeah, even though they sleep a lot, especially on hot days, uh, they when they're not sleeping, they're running around the place and jumping over the fence and sort of chasing birds and doing all that sort of stuff that sort of nature designed them to do. Um, <laughs> which is not necessarily what we are doing with our lives in the car, in the home office, in the office, all that sort of stuff. So well done. Yeah. That that wasn't a test, but you passed. That's <laughs> 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 no, good. You know, it's just good to kind of um, – I've said this before. It would be nice to actually almost just put those little snippets together in yeah. one long um, – 
podcast recording whatever of just trying to you know for for the benefit of the people who are like well should do i need a chiropractor or not you know what even is it um mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah anyway that's cool hey so you live in q as well as work there um what is it you love about the community down there yeah i don't know it's i feel like i feel like q is one of these places in london where you don't feel like you're immersed in the city but you're close enough to everything that you can still sort of interact with london life um i like the fact that yeah the river's right here it's beautiful the park like richmond park is a huge plus uh for me obviously like being able to go and train and go for walks and like i love the fact that there's deer there and you can and like there's a whole sort of forest vibe and sort of grassland vibe to it it's it's a it's a really sort of pleasant area to be in um have you ventured on the road in the park in lockdown in sort of when it's been kind of closed to the cars? Um, yeah, so I've just, I, we just walk there from, from home really and go, go hang out there or in, or in East Sheen Common, which is right next door and go and play a, go play, play a few games there. Um, and yeah, just hang out in the sun really. Well, so you obviously you have a bike because I know we went for a ride the other day and we need to go for a slightly more extended ride than the rubbish little ride that I made you do, which uh, was more of a commute than a ride. Um, mm. But, yeah, what did you do earlier this year, which was a bit of a first? Yeah, so I did uh, – I competed in my first uh, half Ironman, which was a as much a mental test as a physical test. I kind of – my my dad started this whole thing off a few years ago, I think three years ago, where he decided he got roped into it by one of his mates um, and decided that he was going to give it a go. Um, and then the following year, he tried to rope my brother and myself into it. And I, I backed out of that one, but my brother gave it a go. And then once they had both done it, they kind of both roped me into doing it. So I've, my dad's now done three. I, my brother's done two, and I've I've done one. So that was a a good little activity for for us to do together, and a good a good test of of will and um and physical ability. Well, I'm sure you learnt a lot about yourself and your own uh, test of endurance and uh, limits of exercise, and I guess all the triathletes who are probably all well, they must be all cooped up and just aching for a bit of competition like probably a lot of us are and at least i guess they're getting back in the lakes now to be able to swim but i do feel for those guys who are unable yeah. to do laps in the pool you know yeah anyway. yeah and also just all the events being cancelled and everything it's it's a bit it's a bit sad i guess but yeah um, uh what what else do you into outside of cairo or triathlon stuff? Yeah, i mean I- I just yeah i enjoy activity i enjoy moving so uh things like things like yoga um especially hot yoga hot yoga is definitely something that i i was really uh been getting into over the last kind of year or so that's a that's a that's a good a good activity to get my get my mind to rest and to get my body moving a bit better you've been doing um, any like virtual stuff in uh covid times yeah i've done a few a few sort of youtube things i actually we um myself and my girlfriend got a um one of these feet up trainer um things which is essentially a a yoga chair or it's a it's a it's a, it's a That's yoga a thing where you put your head in right you put your head in and you can do headstands and stuff without um sort of putting too much pressure through the neck and uh starting to get a bit moving because i know i always sit in yoga class and 
I, I don't even dare trying to attempt that, those types of things, but this gives me a bit more confidence to actually go for it. Um, <laughs> Do you know, cause it, did I, um, when this whole thing started back on the 23rd of March, I decided that I needed something to get myself out of bed at 6.30 in the morning. And so I've been doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday yoga classes with the House of Yoga in Putney. Um, and it's been quite insightful doing that and just committing to it and having there's this little online community of about 10 of us who pitch up most of the time. And um, it's the closest thing to a community online you can kind of get to, you know. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm sort of in the process of sort of, playing around with handstands at the moment right and today i decided it'd be a good day to try one not against the wall and mm. it uh, i sort of did a couple of those things where you kind of push yourself up push yourself up don't go too far just jump up and down and you don't get up very high and then i did one which is like and then i just went <laughs> and i literally face planted onto my kind of face and neck and mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. man yeah. that was not fun yeah, so that that chair thing sounds good it's really good yeah i guess it it gives you it gives you a bit um it gives you more control because you you can hold on to the sort of base of it with your arms okay. and if you feel like if you feel yourself kind of flipping over you can just you just use your arms to sort of correct yourself so it's and you can you can put yourself next to a mirror and kind of look at how aligned you are and see see what like position your back's in. It comes with a cool little poster and video as well to talk about different positions and stretching different stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, you told me the other day that you, uh, I'm very new to the podcasting thing, um, but you kind of have one yourself. Give it a plug or, or what is it? I haven't even found it yet. I've got to go and find it. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, we're very new to it as well. We've actually started off uh, a podcast called The Inside Club and i did that with a, a a mate of mine um and essentially it's just it's something that we were doing we've been doing in the past but in a sort of slightly different forum with uh we're doing more live talk um and essentially it's just it's just about sort of inviting someone to come and give a pretty informal talk um on something that they're interested in and giving people insights into various areas of chiropractic life i don't know skill any any kind of skill that they want to talk about giving the people an opportunity to come in public speak a bit and people who want to listen some sort of opportunity to gain some insights and different opinions into different areas it started off as a chiropractic thing but we've sort of we're not strict on that it's it's uh it's quite open to talking about anything really so did some of the early episodes basically come from recordings that you'd already had right yeah, 100%. So most of the episodes that we have at the moment, so I think we, we're on about episode eight now, and the majority of them are pre-recorded things that we, are, are live talks that we hosted uh, previously. Okay. Um, but we've done we've done two, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, kind of like podcast interviews so far. I think we had uh, Johnny Collar on this week and um, two weeks ago, and um, another gentleman called... Uh, Stefan Gospodinov, if I'm getting his second name correctly. But, yeah, some interesting interesting talks, interesting guys from the run. So when you have the pre-recorded, there's just you and your friend doing a little bit of pre-amble, right, a bit of banter, and then you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll press go on the recording, right? 
Yeah, for the time being, it's just been one of us at a time, really, just okay. saying, saying, hey, guys, uh, welcome to our episode, and this is what they're going to talk about, and this is a bit of background yeah. on the speaker, and yeah. But we, we kind of plan to do a, a, a sort of dual co-host thing at some point as well and seeing how that works. It's just really experimenting at the moment. Yeah. And you, you, I mean, I guess you're just sort of using the phone or sort of whatever you're doing these days where, you're, like, you know, you're, you're not in the studio as such, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think we with technology like our phones have pretty decent microphones as is and mm. and yeah without kind of we'll see where the podcast develops but without investing sort of too much into it just yet and I think that'll kind of work. And work right, so everyone out there needs to check out the Insight Club. Yeah, oh, yeah. found great. at Apple Podcasts and your whatever else. Yeah, Where the, the main the main uh, platform one actually is called Anchor. Anchor, and, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. and Insight Club on there. But yeah, thanks. All right. Um, well, let's. Uh, I've uh, I've asked you. Well, I've asked quite a few people these series of questions. So let's see what you've got to say. The favorite book of all time. Let's talk about books. <laughs> Now, Books. And, and either health-related or, or not health-related. So I think, like, I think uh, oh. probably quite a common uh, health-related one from a chiropractor would be uh, the reality check. And I, I truly did actually enjoy uh, Heidi Harvick's book on that. It was uh, just a, such a great um, um, sort of summary of, of how chiropractic works in just a simple form and a sort of breath of fresh air with not having to read too many like complex words and just break it down simply really in in, in like in 200 odd pages and i think non-chiropractic uh or non-health related would be i i really enjoyed a book um called the celestine prophecy um it's a bit more i don't know if you've ever heard of it or read it but it's the yeah, yeah. i i read it like when it first came out can you believe um <laughs> <laughs> i think it's been out like it must have been out like 15 years or something, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it doesn't, uh, I don't think it's a very new book. Yeah. I, I can, va- like, it did have an impact in, uh, on me at the time. And I think probably because I kind of almost read it around the same time as you, as in it's kind of a, uh, not a coming of age sort of a thing. It was really interesting about sort of life journey and all that sort of stuff. I seem to remember that sort of a thing, right? Where it's kind of, is it half story, half, um, like kind of giving you meaning to life sort of thing right? yeah basically exactly you've got like the the, the guy you follow the story of the of the main character who discovers yeah. these different insights and and um, and different life lessons really and some interesting points to sort of put into practice and think about really yeah yeah thanks for the reminder of the celestine prophecy i'm gonna have to i'm sure it's on the bookshelf here somewhere so i'll have to dig it out um <laughs> now how about the uh you know, possibly our generation gap here, where you're obviously not a fan of. The, do you know about the Desert Island Disc uh, radio show? No, I actually don't. <laughs> so it's uh, this is the longest running radio show. I don't know. I don't, it's one of the very long running radio shows where, for generations or decades, they've basically got someone on BBC Four and they just sit down with them and have a chat to them and um, just ask them if they were is sort of taken or somehow transported to a desert island, um, totally deserted. They're only allowed to have 
seven pieces of music that then that's what they have to listen to for eternity right so that's that whole concept of the desert island disc right um so obviously when it was made the disc was the record disc uh and well we've transferred <laughs> transported from the record disc to the cd to now so the podcast or the, we, the apple, apple music library or something. <laughs> so i guess you could take an mp4 player with a solar panel um <laughs> but anyway <laughs> if, if if you did what would you take well yeah i mean i was it's a good question i mean like i i think going back to sort of my younger years and things that i, I really enjoyed to listening back then was uh I enjoyed a, a bit of Eminem here and there. That was like that was kind of my thing growing up. Um, so his one on recovery was probably my favorite, my favorite disc. Um, and you know what? I, I always enjoyed like as I guess growing up and um, just some of the things I was into. A good like Ministry of Sound, getting getting the the, the beats per minute up and 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 having a getting the body moving a bit. So. That was, I'd, that was I'd say that's point. probably a pretty good choice, given that you're probably going to need a little bit of geeing up when you're stuck out there by yourself with nothing else to do. So, yeah, mm-hmm. nice one. Um, okay, well, give us your best bit of health advice that you well that you either give out to people regularly or you have received off someone previously. Um, so I think breaking it down like to something really basic that is just, I think, overlooked by a lot of people and that is um, – super super important to our bodies and, and health in general in so many different aspects it's just that movement is good and to keep moving regularly and yeah and to find a good sort of movement um routine whether that be your yoga type thing or running or cycling or doing some kind of exercise or do some kind of hit workout i guess the the message is that is um to make a routine out of moving because um yeah, you're stimulating your nervous system in different ways. You're stimulating your muscles and joints, and and d- depending on what what sort of exercise or movement you're doing, um, you're going to have a sort of positive impact on various systems throughout the body. Um, wow, and I think, uh, mm. yeah, no, it's so that, great advice. That would be that would be my my kind of main one. And I think, yeah, I think you can go into detail about a lot of different things, but I think movement is just key. Well, look, it goes back to what you said about uh, the body wasn't designed to be sat down. So uh, keep moving and it'll help resolve a lot of potential problems in the future. eh? So, uh, right, well, is there anything else you wanted to cover? I'm happy with uh, I feel like I know you even better now than I did before. I got a little bit of an insight into the international journey from South Africa to the UK and now into Cairo, London and Q Richmond. Um, so I think that we've hit the nail on the head there. I think that we've, we've pretty much, uh, we've, we've kept it quite, yeah, precise and it's been good. I think we've got a lot out of it. So pretty happy with it. Yeah. And, you know, just that, uh, it, it is interesting that, that most chiropractors do get inspired to become a chiropractor based on some sort of experience they had. And, you know, I guess that's a, a message to be shared as well is that there must be like so many people out there who are suffering needlessly uh, that could be helped by, you know, someone uh, within our group, you know, um, especially, you know, those maybe teenage kids who are playing a lot of sport or, 
probably more so than often now, especially with this homeschooling lockdown thing going on, that the posture uh, is going to be a problem of the next generation, isn't it? You know, and uh, you know, there's certainly things that can be done to help them out. So, all right, mate. Well, thank you very much. I'll let you get back home or back to it and stay cool we're obviously recording this on a 30 degree british day which challenges it's, uh, it's very warm but yeah thanks so much craig for having me yeah. um it's been lovely to share everything uh, my a bit of history about myself and uh, and a bit of sort of health and health and chiropractic advice on this channel so thank you for having us cool no worries mate i'll sign off see you soon Perfect. cheers bye-bye